Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hi, this is Christy Walsh with Surfing the Psychic Waves, and welcome to the sixth episode on Inflow Radio. And we are surfing in energy healing today. It's going to be great. My special guest star surfer is Martin Thomas. He's chair and trustee of the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary in Surrey, UK. And I've been wanting to do this interview for a very long time, and uh, we finally got it going today. I'm so excited. And so we uh, talked to Martin, hear a little bit more about his story and about the legacy of Harry Edwards, his work, and pretty much all aspects of healing at the sanctuary. And so Martin himself has been on his own healing and spiritual path, um, experiencing all sorts of things while having a regular, you know, secular type of work. And he now leads the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary. And so it was founded in 1946, and we'll hear a little bit more about uh, Harry Edwards in a minute. So welcome, Martin. Thank you, Christy. It's a real pleasure to be with you. And uh, thank you very much for your interest in the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary. Yes, I can't. I can't actually remember when I heard about Harry, and I just call him Harry in my head. I, I hope that's not disrespectful, but I woke up uh, with the words Harry a long time ago, and then I was like, <laughs> Harry, who? You know, Prince Harry? Like, I don't think so. That that doesn't mean much to me <laughs> on this side of the globe. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then I kept asking and asking, and then I got the word Edward, and then I was reading a book. Uh, about Eric Hatton, another uh, medium, and he talked about Harry Edwards, and I was like, I'm going to have to find out more. So uh, if you could maybe let us into kind of a little bit of the biography of Harry Edwards and how the Healing Sanctuary came to be, that would be great. Sure, I'd be delighted to, although I'm no expert, but um, yeah, uh, Harry Edwards was, was born in the 1890s, and um, he served in the First World War and um, as a soldier, although not on the front line. And I, I think the story is that during his time in the war, he, he sort of discovered, really, that he might have some special healing abilities that were not, uh, not shared by everybody else. Um, I think he was in denial for quite a number of years because uh, he was a professional printer. He had his own printing business and right into middle age, he followed a sort of a normal life. But uh, he did develop an interest in uh, mediumship, which was a very uh, sort of a lot of interest in it during the 30s. And then, of course, in the 40s, during the Second World War, with so much strife around, um, he developed an interest in in, uh, in mediumship and through that, uh, his uh, healing abilities became more um, more acute and more more uh, powerful, and um, he started to hold healing uh, sort of sessions, regular healing sessions in his home, and then in village halls, and it kind of grew then um, until by the time the war had finished, he uh, was sort of so well known that he decided to to. Um, close his printing business and, and go into healing full time. Um, the story is that uh, 
he and his uh, families set up, uh, they sold their own homes in southwest London where they lived and combined the funds and bought uh, Burroughs Lee, which is where the healing sanctuary is today. It's a beautiful uh, Victorian um, manor house in the most beautiful part of the Surrey Hills here in England um, uh, with 40 acres of land and the most beautiful views. And they, he established the sanctuary there. So that the family, the extended family moved in. They helped him with all the work associated with running the sanctuary because by this time he was quite a, quite a well-known person and was receiving um, thousands of letters a week. Uh, for, dis for distant healing requests. So uh, the family helped him to respond to these, every single one. And um, as well as that, they were also receiving many visitors in person uh, to receive uh, con what we call contact healing from Harry and his team, because, of course, by this stage, he did need additional people around him to help provide all of that uh, healing energy. Um, so that's sort of, in a nutshell, the the the, the history of how the sanctuary came to be uh, be where it is. Oh my gosh. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about contact healing. We have um, different ways of referring to it here in the States. Sometimes we call mm. it hands-on healing. Um, you know, there's many different modalities that certainly uh, people know about, but um, it maybe you could explain it a little bit more. Sure, Yes. Um, the, the main two sort of services that he provided from the very beginning, which we still provide today, are, are contact healing for those uh, individuals who are lucky enough to be able to, to visit the sanctuary or indeed to, in, in Harry's day, to go to one of his demonstrations because he used to take the healing out uh, up and down the country uh, and, and in, provided some demonstrations even even in the Royal Albert Hall into to, in front of thousands and thousands of people so the healing the contact healing that Harry did is not just um, unique to him um, it is quite a, a standard if I can use that term yeah. uh, method of, um, of of spiritual healing as it used to be called energy healing as we call it now and it, it really is uh, the principle of it is that the healer is uh, in essence tuning into what we believe to be a, a universal a divine force and asking for that force to be directed in a, in a healing way to the person that they're working with, who's with them, in front of them, um, uh, to, to basically so that they are channeling a healing energy. That is what we believe is, is, what, uh, is what is happening, although it is speculation because uh, science hasn't yet been able to... Uh, prove or demonstrate to us exactly how it works. We, 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 we really don't know, but this is how we think it, it happens. Wow. So, and then also folks can receive distant healing also. It sounds well, like. yes, in, in a way, distant healing is even more remarkable. And for a cynic and, and a skeptic, it, it is uh, very easy to scoff. But the, the curious thing about distant healing is that it, it, like contact healing, although we don't know why or how, it does seem to work. And it has stood the test of time, even in modern times. Um, you know, Harry was started this sort of work um, during the wartime, really. So we're talking 70 years. And in that time, hundreds of thousands of people have been, have been helped by the healing sanctuary. Uh, and we are just one uh, body, if you like, that are providing this service in the UK. And of course, there is all the, 
the um, other institutions and associations and individuals around the world, including many uh, in America. Uh, so um, the distant healing is the same idea where the healer is um, connecting with the divine source through their own thoughts and asking that the healing energy be then projected to the individual whose, whose letter or whose email that they have in front of them. Um, and, and once again, although it sounds uh, impossible to a modern scientist, the evidence is that it works. And, and I must say, the reason I'm so enthusiastic about um, the work that I do at the sanctuary and elsewhere is because I've had lots of healing myself and my family members have. And I've seen, from my, you know, at very first hand, how effective it's been. And I, even though I can't explain how it's worked, the fact that it has for, worked for me is something I can never deny. Yeah, it's just amazing. About a year ago, um, my friend Lindy and I, I don't, I'm not sure what uh, pretzel we had gotten ourselves into, but um, she's in the UK and I'm here in the States. And uh, we actually wrote in um, two separate uh, situations going on and we asked for help. And then, of course, I wasn't connecting radio and interviewing, you know, forgot all about that, <laughs> mm. focused on myself. And, uh, but, but I, you know, we were both kind of in this sort of state of like, you know, there's so much we want to do in the world. And then a year later, fast forward to now, uh, my life is completely different. And it's, you know, I, it was an email. So mm. what I love about this is, like you're saying, you can't get away from when the healing happens to you and you experience it. It's It can't go away. It's always mm. there. And, you know, I do meditate a lot and I can still tap into that energy, um, which is pretty amazing, you know, because now it's been months later. Um, yes. Yeah. So um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about uh, sort of the healers um, that are present at the sanctuary, and uh, I think we were going to talk a little bit about uh, the healing minute. Um, and yes, yes. I mean, the sanctuary has been running now for seventy years, so um, there is a lot of sort of tradition that we're absolutely delighted to to, to continue there. But also, of course, a lot of um, there's a solid base upon which we are we are working. We're open every day uh, except bank holidays and Christmas Day, so. Uh, we have a staff of, of 20 people, professional people there, who help to run the sanctuary. And that includes all the, the physical work that's required to run the house, to keep it, to keep it in order and to keep the, 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 the gardens in, in, in shape. But um, we do have um, a distant healing team who, who respond to the letters, every single one. Uh, we have quite a large number of uh, healers that come in every day and provide the healing now to... Um, the visitors that come in looking for healing and the volunteers also provide the distant healing work so we have the professional staff who are literally responding to the letters doing the physical aspect but then the letters then get given to the volunteer healers they go into the sanctuary the, the healing chapel we've got there and, and then they tune in and project the healing energy and um, we've got on a webcam in that chapel and 10 o'clock UK time, I'm afraid it's going to be not very convenient for you in America, but 10 o'clock in the morning, we do hold the healing minute. 
where the idea is that we uh, just focus our thoughts not so much on a specific individual's request for healing help, but for more uh, worldwide healing. So it's a projection, uh, a projection of, of the healing request out to the entire world. Um, and this is a tradition that uh, Harry's, um, well, he, I was going to say he started, but in actual fact, he didn't start it. He uh, sort of supported it because the, the Healing Minute actually um, sort of gained support during the Second World War in, in the UK. Uh, an individual who'd had a dreadful experience in the First World War, who'd lost his colleagues, um, he thought that this, this sort of um, tuning in every day uh, and asking for, for general global healing would be a wonderful practice. And I suppose because during the Second World War things were so dreadful, um, it, it it became that it the sort of people were more amenable, should we say, to such an idea, and not quite so, one might say, uh, preoccupied with material issues uh, as they would as they would be in normal time. Um, and this healing minute became an, a national uh, interest, and um, even Churchill supported it, and the and the MPs and the House of Commons. It became a, a, a national practice uh, wow. during wartime, um, and Harry really. After the war, Harry picked up, sort of supported this idea, and he, he kept it going. Um, but he, uh, shall we say, uh, introduced the, sort of the spiritual healing aspect to it, which, which wasn't really present in its previous form. It's more of a general sort of a moment's thought for others, shall we say. So Harry um, uh, um, supported this and introduced it into our daily work, and we still do today. And in fact, if you tune into the, uh, the healing, the webcam on our website at uh, which is live uh, at 10 o'clock weekday morning normally you will see our healers in the chapel um, projecting the distant healing energy to the letters that they've got on their laps in front of them so it's a lovely a really lovely sort of thought and also it is um, practiced at 10 o'clock UK time in the evening as well although the across the sanctuary is normally closed at that time but um, the uh, associates of, of the sanctuary uh, try to tu- do this tune in in the evening at that time uh, as well. So that's a little little background to that. Wow. So it's constant. It's ongoing. It never stops. <laughs> that's fantastic. No. Yeah. Yeah. It is wonderful to be part of something like the sanctuary because it, it so you're touching on it there and it does very much have... Um, a sort of a timelessness to it. When you come up the drive, everybody invariably says, oh, gosh, I, I started to feel calm as soon as I turned into the, into the drive of the house. It is a beautiful place, you know, surrounded by the most wonderful scenery. So you'd say, oh, yes, well, that would happen anyway. But there seems to be something over and above just the beautiful surrounding. It, it does seem to be a very calming place to be. Um, and uh, you do sort of get that little sense of stepping into a little time capsule, shall we say, um, yeah. Which, of course, is wonderful because we hold we hold um, um, sort of retreats and workshops and so on, events at, at the sanctuary where we try and provide a little bit of respite from the modern world. And people find them uh, very, very, uh, very, very beneficial and uh, sort of they en- emerge re-energized and refreshed. So That's great. So there are um, these retreats where you can go and kind of tune in and... Uh, receive healings also yes they're, they're one day the way we've um we arrange them they're one day or four days and you so you stay at the sanctuary there's nothing sort of 
too sort of formal and regimented about it. And there's normally quite a small group of people, probably less than 10, maybe eight or nine, something like that, um, who will stay at, uh, stay in the uh, Burrowsley house. And uh, yes, as you say, receive healing, um, generally get a chance to sort of let go of the modern world and just unwind and relax in such a lovely environment. Um, and then we put on sort of complementary therapies as well, uh, talks, yoga, gong baths and you know sort of some sort of related activities to help um help chill people out yeah Yeah, that seems like something we all need these days yes an antidote to the modern world and of course we're quite near to london so they are very popular and it's what they're one of the uh, activities that we would like to be you know we're going to try and do more of those in the future uh, to provide more more um scope for them yeah so how far outside of London? Like it's about twenty miles. Um, oh, but great! Probably yeah, it's not far at all, and that's the amazing thing. Really, you don't have to go far geographically to, from the centre of London to get into the most beautiful countryside, and and really, you you wouldn't know that you were you know on an inhabited earth. But of course, to drive it would take probably an hour and a half because the roads are pretty much gridlocked. Yeah. That's right. Another reason for a healing sanctuary. Yes. <laughs> too many people in their cars for too long right. of time. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your your background and kind of how you got into um, being more connected to the healing sanctuary. Yes. Um, be pleased to just outline my journey, as they say. Yeah. I mean, I trained as a, as a project engineer and I spent my uh, my professional life in the oil industry, and uh, I lived in the States in Houston for two or three years. I had a terrific time there, really enjoyed it. Um, but my, I've always been aware of healing, even as a child, because my mum was very ill when I was a youngster uh, with a chronic illness, and um, evidently the medical profession couldn't do a lot for her because I, my dad, who was interested in spiritualism from his wartime experiences, actually, uh, he introduced mum to this spiritual healing and she had healing I know locally from where we lived which is a long in Wales a long way from London Uh, but mum then started to write to Harry Edwards so this would have been in the late 50s and early 60s but the the reason I mention this is because uh, even as a child I remember the the letters that used to come from Harry Edwards every week there would be a letter that would drop on our doormat and I remember being struck by how much of an impact this had on my mum I was just a a kiddie at the time you know maybe four or five that sort of age but I remember how much of an impact it had on her because uh, and she wrote to Harry Edwards for many many years and I don't know don't know what he did but it obviously did the trick because she only passed away earlier on this year aged 98 and she had pretty good health more or less right up until the end so um, so I was fortunate, really, in that my mind was, uh, I was always sort of open to spiritual healing. It was something that I accepted, even though it wasn't forced upon me, it just it had been part of my life. So when I, I had um, health issues myself, as you know, we all do from time to time, certainly as a teenager, um, my mum and dad helped me to get spiritual healing. And, and I, uh, you know, I suppose, to, I'd have to say, to my amazement as a, as a teenager, uh, it worked, even when the, the course of therapies I'd been having with conventional treatment hadn't. So 
as we touched on earlier, if you've had that sort of experience, it, um, it convinces you in a way that nobody can ever, ever convince you otherwise. So as an engineer and uh, I hope quite a grounded individual, um, <laughs> if any of my colleagues and peer group, scientists and engineers, try to tell me that all of this is a load of rubbish, I, I cannot help but leap to its defense because deep inside me, it, I know that it worked for me. And although I, I you know, if, if they don't want to believe it, then that's fine. But I won't, I won't just sit by and, and let somebody scoff and, and pretend doesn't work when it does. It's a bit like gravity or magnetism. It, it seems to, it works and it's apparent, it's there. Whether you believe in it or not is immaterial. It's there and it works. Um, so I think one of the motivations for me, you know, to, to do the work that I and my colleagues do at the sanctuary is to make people aware that, that this really is true. It, it, isn't, it isn't sort of made up for some people can get money and, and all of those sort of criticisms or fame or anything like that. It, it is a genuine a gift for mankind and it generally does work, even though we don't yet know how or why, but it, it does. Unfortunately for some people, that's the blocker. That's the blocker. The fact that it can't be explained is sufficient for them not to try it. But um, sadly, uh, other individuals change, do change their mind if they get a health challenge that, that doesn't respond to normal treatment. They may try something like this. And there are similar, you know, similar therapies or treatments, uh, Reiki being a similar one, that, that also work. And so sometimes people come to accept spiritual healing through their own bitter experience, through having had a, a, an illness that, that has then been cured and has changed their minds. Um, so, yes, that's my own sort of um, introduction to it. And then later in life, when I was able to uh, go part-time with my work and had released more time for my own development, I did train to become a healer myself. Um, at that time, I wasn't aware that the Harry Edwards Sanctuary was running um, healer training courses, which we now do. We have quite a thriving college. Um, a few years ago, that uh, I wasn't aware of that, so where I was living, and that I, I trained with uh, an uh, association called the Healing Trust. It used to be called the National Federation of Spiritual Healers. And that, funnily enough, that was also founded by Harry Edwards in the 50s. Um, but he sort of broke away from that association and the, created the sanctuary as an independent healing center but the, the national federation of spiritual healers in the uk has flourished ever since and now it's got some um, uh, healing centers up and down the country yeah i'm fascinated that in the uk it's so accepted and organized uh, and supported well, is, i guess yes it is organized christy but to say it's accepted i, I mean i wish i could i wish i could say yes it is but um you know, there, is, there, are, there are many cynics and skeptics in the UK, but fortunately, almost wherever you are in the UK, there will be a healing centre, you know, within a sort of half an hour's drive. Um, but that doesn't mean, unfortunately, that it is, it is fully accepted because our media, probably similar to yours, you know, generally portrays a negative, a negative message about, about spiritual healing. And quite often... Um, you see documentaries on the on the TV, on, uh, unfortunately, including on the BBC, about uh, particularly gifted healers, people like Harry Edwards, and of course there are individuals like that uh, with us nowadays. Uh, and invariably, they um, well, really, they 
in my opinion, they, they project quite a negative image and, and are very sceptical about the healing results of, that these individuals are achieving, which is, is sad. So. so the work you're doing um, really is counterbalancing that. And you know, more power to your elbow. Fantastic work. And thank you very much for spreading the word. Yes, I'm so glad I get to do it. So we're going to take <laughs> a little a break. <laughs> it's the best job ever. So uh, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Healing College and healing abilities and, and the like. So stay tuned. This is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves, and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. Hi, I'm back. This is Christy Walsh from Surfing the Psychic Waves. This is a sixth epi- episode. <laughs> can't even say it, on Inflow Radio. And my special guest star today is Martin Thomas from the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary. So welcome back, Martin. Thank you very much. Hello again. So um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, getting training from the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary. And you and I have talked about this sort of offline, um, kind of that healers are just sort of you already kind of know you're a healer. So uh, maybe you could explain kind of what kind of activities happen mm. when you're attending a healing college. Yes. Um, yes, it, it is an interesting subject. And um, because fundamentally, uh, we cannot train someone to become a healer. If you recognize that the the source of the healing energy uh, isn't from the healer, it is um, we're just channeling an energy which we believe is divine in origin, um, channeling it and perhaps focusing it on on the client or the patient that's asking for healing. So if you accept that that's um, the background to how it works, it follows that you can't possibly teach that. It, it, either you're you're going to be able to tune in and channel the healing energy, or or you're not. But um, what we do do on the training course, I mean, it does last two years. Uh, it, I wouldn't say it's intensive, but it certainly, um, you know, requires um, some diligence and conscientious um, uh, effort. Uh, the way we structure our course is we have six residential weekends during the two years when the students um, come to class at the uh, sanctuary. Uh, we usually have about 12 or 14 students and we have two interviews if you are in the UK. Um, and um, during the, the course the, 
there are six weekends where you're taught all about what we think it is, all the, the things, how we it works. Uh, we have a, a Harry Edwards um, sort of sequence of healing. Um, so there is a way in which a in which we go through it. So we, we standardize it so that wherever, no matter which individual you get um, healing from at sanctuary, it will always be the same, the same method and the same sequence. Uh, although it must be acknowledged that the actual sequence doesn't matter. It could be changed and it would still work because it works depending on the sincerity of the healer in genuinely wanting the person that's seeking help to get better and their genuine belief that they are connecting with a divine source and altruistically for selfless method and, and desire uh, projecting that healing energy. So um, the sort of subjects we uh, cover are uh, I mean, anatomy, um, the, the different um, uh, spiritual theories that, that, that there are about how, they, how, the, um, how the healing works, the different energies, the chakras, how to open them, how to close them, how to protect yourself. Quite sort of standard uh, spiritual uh, philosophy, really. Um, and then, of course, we've got the, the more practical aspects of it. We have a code of conduct. We have uh, an insurance how to deal with members of the public, um, you know, what to do if, if things are, are difficult or challenging, um, how, to, how, to, how to heal um, children, uh, what are the special requirements for healing children, special requirements for healing animals, uh, special uh, ways in which the distant healing is given. So there is actually quite a lot of um, material that needs to be covered. And of course, in amongst that, during the two years, uh, a lot of practice um, so with the students practicing on each other, uh, with also our, um, uh, our healers coming in, giving demonstrations. Um, and then uh, when the students have done their classroom work, we then encourage them to, to practice uh, either at home or with us when we're either at the sanctuary, um, obviously under supervision, um, or on one of our away days when we're taking... Uh, members of the, the sanctuary, some of our healers are, are uh, represented at mind, body and soul events that we have up and down the country. Um, if we can, we get a Harry Edwards uh, slot there and um, he'll, he'll offer healing during the days of the, of the fairs. Um, so we do get um, a great feedback from our college students. I mean, obviously, they love coming to the sanctuary. It is such a peaceful place for them. So... Um, and, it, and a lot of them also are on their own spiritual journeys. You know, they have um, various motivations to, to want to learn um, how to heal. Um, many of them have had an experience of it in some sort uh, in the past and are interested and feel they would like to uh, pursue it themselves. So um, it is something that, um, you know, we're putting an increasing amount of our energies into and as I say we would like to expand it beyond the two intakes that we have um, annually at the moment but there are you know there are practical considerations about uh, how many people we can accommodate and are fitted in with all the other activities going on at the sanctuary of course so um, we are quite a small operation overall um, you know we don't have sort of national offices and the like like a corporation and of course we are, we are the other point I should really mention is that we are totally um, funded by donations. We don't get any um, grants or bursaries from the government or from any any other associations at all. It is totally uh, on donations. So we 
um, obviously have to be you know, make sure that we are paying our way. Is there Got anything it. specific you'd like to ask? Me about yeah, so we kind of talked about this a little bit, but that the healer, it's not really their energy. It's um, the energy of source or divine, I don't know, inspiration. What other words would you use? Like, how would you describe the healing energy? Because it's not quite, yes. you're not quite channeling. Like, maybe you could fill that in a little bit. Yes. Well, I, I'm not pretending to be a, an expert in spiritual philosophies. So yeah. <laughs> I can give you, um, you know, how I understand it to work is that that, that does seem to be a, a divine force. And it, it, it seems as though if the healer is able to... Um, channel, direct, focus, you know, whatever word you want to use, this external energy. So they're not using, we're not using any of our own uh, energies, whether they're um, physical or uh, mental or emotional energies. We're not using those at all. Um, so after a healing session, a healer shouldn't feel tired at all, other than the physical uh, effort involved in moving around the client. But they shouldn't feel in any way um, depleted. Uh, because I'm so glad you're saying that. that. It's not... Yes, because it's not their energy that's being used. I've been trying to explain that for so long, <laughs> that I, that there is no depletion. Well, there shouldn't be, yes. It, um, I think there are other types of healing that, that do involve um, sort of more of, a, more of the individual's energies coming into play. Um, so we need, to, as um, spiritual healers, we need to make sure that we're not doing that and that we really are detached, if you like, um, uh, and uh, are channeling a, a, an external external energy. Um, and the curious thing about healing, I mean, I'm a healer myself, and the curious thing about it is that people say, oh, it's, it's faith healing. People sort of challenge me with that, or, you know, it's because of your belief. And I say, well, I, I do believe in the overall method, but I, I'm not, um, uh, what should I say, um, my faith of, of, of the client getting better isn't coming into play because whilst I'm healing, I don't really feel anything particular. I'm not possessed by some divine force. I feel completely normal. I just focus my thoughts on, on the patient uh, being calm and relaxed. Uh, usually we ask a patient uh, to sit or lie on the couch. Um, with the, we, Although it's called contact healing, it's a misnomer really because we don't actually touch a person's body other than their shoulders and their feet. During the, during the actual course of the healing. So it is actually a, literally a non-contact healing. But the curious thing about it is that although as a healer, and I, I, other fellow healers do give me, do have the same feedback, although we don't particularly feel much during the healing ourselves, other than perhaps a sense of calm and a sense of maybe the most, the most subtle kind of touches on the hands maybe, and maybe a sense of warmth in the hands, very subtle, but invariably, we will get quite um, distinctive feedback from the client who's received the healing. Although they've uh, hopefully been relaxed and sometimes with their eyes closed, they will say, oh, I felt energies moving here. I felt body uh, temperature changes. I felt a, a very um, distinctive warmth or coolness uh, as, as I saw your hand pass over that part of my body, even though my physical hands are, you know, hardly changed. They're, they're normal. So it's a curious thing. So the faith really isn't from the healer. We just, we just provide it. We tune in. We link, allow it to flow. 
Um, but the feedback we get is from is from the clients, the persons that, that has received it. So they are the ones that have the faith because they've um, because it's been proven. I guess that they their faith is built up by their experience, their positive experience, and the improvement in their condition. And interestingly, um, the the spiritual healing or the energy healing it seems to work um, independent of the actual condition being presented, um, and. Uh, one might even say anecdotally, almost better for non-physical illnesses, although it does work for physical illnesses, but it is particularly good for uh, mental and emotional uh, d difficulties. So it, it really is uh, sort of a broad spectrum of benefit that has been that is being provided here. But having said that, I know Harry Edwards was quite famous for physical healing. Um, he, I think, specialised with the skeletal and sort of deep muscle muscle type problems. And in his books, which he wrote quite a few, um, there are many case studies of uh, the most remarkable physical Ill ailments that he was able to to heal. Hmm. Yeah. So it it seems uh, that this idea of no limitation, yes, um, kind of comes into play. Um, maybe yeah. neutrality or or uh, like you were saying that the, the healer is just um, detached. Um, but I wonder, um, as a healer, are you also getting information about kind of what's going on with uh, the healing subject and, and what do you do? Do you just not say anything? Do you just let the healing happen? Like the words aren't gonna kind of add more or how does that work? Yes, that's a very good question, Christian. Um, the different healing bodies and associations deal with this aspect in different ways because quite a lot of people who are, are good healers are also quite um, clairvoyant and mediumistic. So for them, uh, when they're healing, they're kind of opening up their clairvoyance and their mediumship and, uh, and are getting a lot of additional information, which they could or may or may not wish to share with the client. Um, when it comes to... Um, formal bodies like the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary, uh, we uh, we are uh, we separate that. So we uh, our code of conduct uh, prevents us from entering into that aspect of the healing. So we only provide the 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 healing energies, and if the healer happens to be somebody with spiritual uh, mediumistic gifts, then they are not allowed. To, to share those with the client as part of the healing process whilst they're healing uh, under the Harry Edwards banner. And mm -hmm. some of our uh, peer associations, certainly the Healing Trust, the same applies. But there are other associations in the UK and probably in the, in the United States um, that, that do allow the two. So it, it depends on, on the association, the banner under which you're working and the spiritual development of, of the healer. The reason we separate the two is because, um, I, well, I wouldn't like to, I wouldn't like to pretend to be an expert in it, but once you start to give diagnostic, possibly diagnostic information or information that could be interpreted as diagnostic, you're then starting to get into a bit of a difficult area with the medical profession. Um, you're, you're sort of behaving as if you are um, a doctor, which we definitely are not trying to do. Um, you know, we've got code of conduct, so we've got insurances. So we need to be very careful uh, in how we um, behave and operate uh, with with the public. So certainly for the Harry Edwards Sanctuary, we we don't pursue that aspect of it. 
Yeah, I think, um, uh, like I mentioned in, in some of my emails to you, um, you know, it's still the Wild West out here. <laughs> and and, and people that. like to I've talk. <laughs> and people like to talk and they get into it and there's these healing energies and they feel really good, you know. And, you know, people like to talk and sort of talk about mm. them. But uh, yes. I like that this is sort of a separate um, situation where you can just experience the healing energy without all the dialogue. And I, I do think there is... Um, danger for lack of a better word of getting um the healing subject sort of focused on some type of diagnostic when it could just be a passing energy and and i have seen where you know friends have come to me well this person said this to me and you know Mm -hmm. it's like it can get you stuck and you just went for a healing so um we certainly don't want to do that it's just you know, human nature, we all like to talk a lot. Sure. And if you do want that type of uh, healing, there are many people, usually individuals um, who advertise and who are extremely good at it, but, you know, are operating uh, on their own sort of thing, independent of, of the National Association. So if you, if you do want that, that type of a healing session, certainly in the UK, there are many that provide it and, and some of them are extremely good. But mm-hmm. um, it's just that as a, as a sort of a, uh, as a charity, we've um, steered clear of that. And, and you know, Harry Edwards did as well. Um, I, I, when you read his books, it, it becomes evident that really he was quite um, spiritually developed uh, in, a, in a sort of mediumistic way, I think we would say now. But uh, he, he didn't uh, apply that to uh, his healing. So as, as far as yeah. I understand, Harry, Harry didn't get involved in diagnosis. He just, he basically just gave the healing. And, yeah. um, and that was uh, that was enough. <laughs> yeah, I think because I kind of think that's the point. <laughs> it's like ex- experience it, you know, and and receive it, and you know, enjoy the healing, um, and enjoy you know maybe the after effects of the healing. Um, yes, and they yeah. are they really are wonderful. If any of your listeners have, have sort of interested in it, have not tried it, I, I would really recommend they find somebody that uh, has been recommended, somebody that there is reliable, and just experience it because there is no sort of, um, there is no uh, danger in getting healing. It is the most pleasurable experience. You, it, it is a relaxing, it's almost like a massage, but without the physical contact. It's like a spiritual massage, if you like. You just yeah. lie there and you feel, um, hopefully, most uh, clients do, do experience a wonderful feeling of upliftment and calmness. And invariably, the feedback we get the following time we see them is, I slept better that night than I've slept for years. So that's another little, just a little snippet of anecdotal evidence that something is going on. <laughs> yes, you know, I do think, um, you know, all these worlds of sort of science and medicine and healing and the healing arts will will definitely be studied all at one time at some point. Maybe not yeah. today, but I think that is sort of coming for us in the future. Um, but I would love to hear a little bit more about kind of how the, the healers um, sort of handle their day. And is it a mix of um, folks, uh, you know, live walking into the sanctuary and then emails or, um, and like you're saying, there's no, um, there's no tiredness or depletion that, that happens. So no. as a healer, when you leave, 
<laughs> Are you just like walking on air when you leave or what, what <laughs> happens? <laughs> um, it is generally uplifting, yes. Um, I mean, I was healing myself last night, and although I was physically tired in the in the evening, physically afterwards, after the day, um, I must say I slept absolutely wonderfully last night, and I woke up feeling kind of encouraged. So, so yes, it's uh, recognizing that it's not our energy. Um, it does follow then that we shouldn't feel shouldn't feel depleted. Certainly not emotionally or, or mentally depleted, and um, uh, and that that really is is the case. Um, the way we sort of on the practical side, um, we have a, a register of uh, Harry Edwards healers, who people who have um, received uh, tra- either training with us or training in another uh, allied uh, association and are qualified healers. Uh, we then have a panel uh, interview, sort of a process, shall we say, and um, uh, practice sessions so that they um, are practicing the method the Harry Edwards way um, before they can come onto the register they have to pay a certain annual subscription to stay on our register and um, then they are called in to uh, provide the healing service that we that we run every day for people that are visiting us uh, on average we will have maybe two or three healers coming in maybe they will give one day a week uh, voluntarily to come into the sanctuary um, and uh, <clears throat> Perhaps we have a, do- a dozen, maybe a dozen clients visiting us for healing that uh, each day. So they're giving healing lasting maybe 45 minutes or it's probably an hour overall. By the time you've met your client, you you know help them to relax. Um, we use a couch healing at the sanctuary, which people seem to prefer. If they prefer uh, a chair healing, then we, can, then we can obviously do that. But we have couches uh, where the client... Can, has an opportunity to lie down and relax, and then we perform the, the healing around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I say, uh, with minimal actual contact. Um, sometimes a client will say, "Oh, I've got a particular, you know, discomfort or pain in my elbow or my arm or so on," uh, and they will ask for the, the hands to be physically placed there. Um, so, it, but it's not sort of. Um, like a massage there isn't anything like that if if, the, if there is contact it is just the laying on of hands as used to be said um so that's running during the course of the day we've got two healing rooms plus the, the chapel that you can see on the webcam um and then the distant healing team are um, op- obviously opening the morning's mail uh, we're getting about a thousand letters a month so there's quite a lot of letters every one of them is replied to personally and every one of them is is taken to the chapel, uh, whether it's a letter or an email. The emails are printed off <laughs> and given to the healers when they're not healing, uh, doing contact healing different times of the day. Um, and they will usually go down into the chapel and then tune themselves in as, as if the individual were them. Um, this is more of a group healing. So they, they're taking, uh, you know, a, um, a several letters or emails with them and they'll be projecting the healing energy in a, in a group. But then um, every individual that, that visits us or writes to us for help has their own medical file. So their um, condition uh, is, is recorded and it's, uh, it's kept secure, obviously, um, and confidential. And then as we receive updates from them, we will then update their records so that the, the healer who's taking their file can see how the condition has developed and changed over the the weeks or months that they've been seeking their distant healing help from us. 
So it is quite, um, you know, I'm pleased to say it's a very professional operation, as, you, as you'd expect, I guess, of something that's been running for so many years um, and, and quite, organ uh, quite well organized and, and very professionally run. Um, yeah, so we, you know, we have uh, some formalities. You can't afford to be casual and informal when you're dealing with somebody's health. So, um, you know, we don't really make any apologies for having the, the, um, the necessary structure in place to make sure that everything is properly dealt with, really. Right. And folks are coming to you in very delicate or vulnerable, um, you know, positions in their lives. So that makes a lot of sense. So, But it does sound like there's many ways that folks can reach out to you, even if they're not in the U.K., um, so it sounds like um, they can actually schedule a time to come in live if they're going to be visiting um, mm -hmm. in the UK. And then um, if that uh, isn't an option, then there is also emails. And then I guess the 10 a.m., 10 p.m. sort of uh, link that happens every day that folks can tap into. Um, and then certainly the healing college um is there anything else that i'm missing well there's always uh, well, harry's biographies you can read his books you can look at the webcam uh, we do have the recently introduced telephone healing where you can schedule an appointment with uh, one of our healers and you can have a basically as if you were, were with us but it's just done over the phone so they will sort of talk you through what they're doing rather than um, you being present uh, but like the distant healing it, it you know it feedback is that it works it's just the same once the link is there there is the genuine the sincerity of the healer and um, uh, to do you know it to, to want to help and to believe that they are connecting with the divine source um, and that that's that's all that seems to be needed and it works and just picking up on the point you made a couple of minutes ago about some of our clients being very delicate yes they are we do have uh, many who visit us in wheelchairs um, but the healing also you know, it works whatever the presenting issue, uh, even if there isn't a presenting physical complaint or, um, mm -hmm. or medical complaint, it's still beneficial. You know, it's a it's a life force. Um, it is energizing and uplifting. So we uh, we do recommend that if you can get some spiritual healing, even if you're not ill, you will still benefit from it because um, however well you are, you can always be better. <laughs> so, um, yes, there's you no don't have limit. to be able to get it. <laughs> There's no limit to it at all. I, I mean, no. a year ago, I, I'm not sure. I can't even remember the exact energy because it's gone. Um, mm -hmm. But my friend Lindy and I both noticed just different things in our travels um, with, you know, spiritual topics. And um, we were both kind of bummed out. And there wasn't anything particularly physical. Uh, but we did send in our emails and... Um, it wasn't until, you know, weeks later when we kind of compared notes and we're like, oh, my God, did you get that healing? <laughs> and, and I would have to say I was just, you know, washing dishes, something very, you know, um, mundane. And this vibration just showed up and I was like, oh, my gosh, I wonder what this mm -hmm. is. But it had there was a, a vibration of like wonder mm -hmm. and enthusiasm and I would have to say the calmness all at once. And I was like, yes. wow, what is happening? What is this? And it took me like three days to figure out, oh, my God, I asked for a healing. Duh. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it's I great. That's a very, 
Yes, it's a very important point you're making there, Christy. It, the healing is tangible. There's no doubt about it. Whether you, you are in California and it's been sent from Surrey or whether you're in the same room, it is tangible and you feel it. Uh, you feel it in, in our physical senses. And I, I'm speaking with uh, passionate here because like you, I've also experienced it. And it is, for distant healing, it is particularly amazing, I must say, because you think, how can that work? But, you know, I distinctly feel better. And I felt it over a relatively, the difference in over a relatively short period. You know, like one hour I felt as I was before, and then the next hour I'm feeling distinctly better. I think, gosh, that, that is amazing. It, it, it really does work. It's, it is a, a, I suppose humanity is still at the stage of, uh, where we're in wonder of this because we can't explain it scientifically, um, it is it is to our minds incredible. But um, we are told that it is the most natural thing in the world. It's the same, you know, and has always been available. Um, and yeah. Let's hope that in the future, you know, we will get more uh, a better understanding and more acceptance of it. And and also, it I mean, there's there's it's so exciting because the stage may come where we understand how perhaps better. To, to sort of make it a bit more intense, how to focus it more. You know, we, we haven't really learned yet um, really how to, I want to say how to control it uh, other than the rudimentary controls. But there may be things that we can do to make it more suitable for presenting illnesses that we don't know about yet. You know, there's a lot we don't know about it, really. Mm. Yeah, I like that because it leaves <laughs> it open um, to it not being limited. So there's no limitation to how far the healing can go and no. I certainly um like you have have felt that lifting of whatever other energy that was and this is now something different this is fantastic <laughs> yes yes that's right <laughs> it's not in our minds which again is another not one of criticism but one of the ridicules were often thrown at us they think oh you're just you know you're believing it and and the the improvement you think you've got is just the placebo effect and although I believe in the placebo effect uh, you know um, this is different, and I think that's important distinction. Uh, yeah. Placebo effect is wonderful, and it, it can be very helpful. But this energy healing is is also wonderful and can be helpful, and it is a different thing. They're not they're not dependent. Exactly. So thank you so much for joining us today, Martin. Uh, we had such a great talk. Um, we'll definitely do this again. And for folks wanting to find out more about the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary. Um, you might want to check out their website at harryedwardshealingsanctuary.org.uk. And you can definitely check out Inflow Radio or send me an email, and I'll give you the link. So thanks so much for joining us. Martin, you're great. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, Christy. Thank you so much. Look forward to chatting next time. Surfing the Psychic Waves with me today on InflowRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me Surfing the Psychic Waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing.
This show is brought to you by InflowRadio.com, the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business. 